Welcome to the Rise and Thrive Podcast. My name is Liz Paris. And I'm Christina Cyphers. We're sisters. And we have been on a journey to get unstuck in life and learn tips, tools, and techniques to find more success, love, and happiness. We want to share what we've learned with you to help you move from surviving to thriving. All right. Welcome back. It's Elizabeth Paris and Christina Cyphers and another episode of Arise and Thrive. And we're super excited to be here today. As I look out my window, I'm seeing the seasons are shifting. There's yellow and brown and red leaves all over the ground. And there are there's snow on top of that, just a light little layer of snow. But it's beautiful. How's it looking out your window, Christina? (laughs) Yeah, it's the same. There's no snow, but all of the beautiful leaves are gone now. Um, And it is more just kind of a little bit dead looking out. Yeah, out my window. It's kind of dead. (laughs) So like just going off of how the seasons are changing right now, I think it's so important for us to realize that there's different changes and shifts that need to happen inside of us and in our lives. And even just looking at, you know, we just had this huge presidential election. Um, There's lots of things going on in the news and in the world. And, you know, we've got this pandemic that's still continuing on. And we just need to learn to be adaptable and to be able to move through the seasons of life and the things that are happening. And two very key things. I'm going to bring this down to two key things that are so important for us to be able to be successful and to have results in our lives that we want. And the first one is to understand your vision. So listening to yourself and understanding what your goals and your dreams are and how you want your relationships to be and how you want your life to go and honoring those. And I think sometimes people don't even say, well, these are the things I want. I really want this um, certain car, like a Tesla, or I really want Um, a certain relationship that feels like this and that is like this, or I really want this certain job, or I really want my kids to just listen to me. And I want our house to be picked up at least once a week, right? (laughs) So um, once you can admit what those are, then you can start to focus on those. If you won't admit what they are, and if you won't even write them down, then how are you ever going to get there? And so I think that's the, the first one is writing down those goals, making a vision board, however you want it to be. Some people have a goal book. Some people have a vision board. If you don't know how to make one, go back to our, um, we have an episode about vision boards. And so there's a lot of help there. If you have questions, you can reach out to us. So first big thing is vision. And we've already talked a lot about this. Um, and so we're going to focus on the second one a bit more today. But before I move on to that, I just want to give a little quote, and um, we've put this out on social media and things like that, but it says, if you create a vision for your life, doors will open, and that is so true. You know, you put in your your order of what you want at the the restaurant of the universe, (laughs) and you will get what you want. If you really want lobster but you just kind of sit there, you're going to get maybe spaghetti or whatever comes your way, right? So putting out there, what do you want? And what's in your heart is so important. 
Okay, so just touching on that a little bit before we move to the second one that's our big focus today, and that is our self-worth or our self-value, to intentionally set your value. A lot of us are still going off of programs from when we were young, you know, in second grade, when our teachers said, oh, you always uh, spell this word wrong, or another kid says, oh, you look fat in that shirt or whatever. Or um, somebody, you know, trips you out on the playground and you think, oh, everybody's mean to me. Nobody likes me. Or I'm, you know, you think I'm not enough because you don't do well on a spelling test. And so we still have these programs that run in our mind and they will run until we decide to change. And so that's why I bring up the seasons is because even the earth shows that there needs to be changes and there needs to be different processes and different things that come into our lives. It's not always spring. It's not always winter. Thank the heavens, right? <laughs> we all love the warmth of summer and, and the fun activities you can do and things like that. And winter is great too. It has its, its bonuses. But um, if we don't intentionally set our value, we will go to old programs every time. The brain will look back at where we lack, at where we messed up, and it will tell us that our value is not great. Because remember how you messed up, or remember how you didn't keep your promise to your kids. You're not a very good mom. Or remember how um, your husband really wanted you to get this one task done that day and he got home and it wasn't done. So, you know, it'll show you all those failures that you have unless you decide your value beforehand. And what's cool is no one else gets to decide your value except you. It's great to have spouses, kids, parents, all those people give a little bit of feedback here and there, (laughs) but as long as it's positive, right? (laughs) But, um, but when, when other people try to tell you, I mean, you even just think of driving down the road, and you're driving down the road and maybe you'd, you'd misjudge how closely another car is in your right-hand lane and you want to get over. And so you kind of pull into, in front of someone a little closely. And as you pull over, they feel like you're cutting them off and that you weren't considerate. So they're honking at you. And immediately you, you might feel some emotions come up where it's like, ah, <laughs> um, this person did not like what I did. And when you feel that, sometimes you may have another thought that's like, well, I'm stupid, or I made a dumb choice, or I must not be likable because they don't like me. And so these are things that come up from that first grade, second grade, third grade kid, you know, that went to school and wasn't accepted or had problems with somebody or didn't meet someone's expectation and felt like they weren't enough. And so anyway, this feeling might come up. And as it does, you can either accept that like oh they think I'm dumb or you can reject it and so if you've already intentionally set your value that you are enough and that you're learning and growing and you're a dynamic human being and they are too they're learning and growing so you see yourself as an equal Um, they of course have probably cut someone off once in their life or made, made a bad turn right in front of somebody when there wasn't enough space and the other person honks at them or whatever. Um, we all make mistakes, but it's how we look at it. That's important. And 
you know, I spent a long time as a perfectionist and it's a miserable place to be. <laughs> uh, so just as you start to decide or as you decide and you stick with your intentionally set value, it helps you in everyday circumstances that come up. And these are guidelines for you. No one else gets to decide, but you do. And also God or your higher power gets to decide because he will always be a good resource to go to, to understand who you really are. Can I chime in? Yes. Story about, this happened, I think, two weeks ago. Um, so Kimber, my daughter, she has chronic allergies. And our last insurance with my husband's job wouldn't pay for the allergy testing. We'd made a, an appointment and I'd called and kind of talked about it. And they said, oh, it's going to be $900 for the allergy test because your insurance doesn't cover it. And so we didn't have the money at the time. So we were like, we knew that um, my husband was going to be getting a new job in a few months. We were kind of like, okay, well, we'll wait a few months. And then, you know, with the new job, let's see if it covers it. So I had made an appointment um, as soon as we could, like a month ago or whatever, to um, go and see an allergist for her so she could get her allergy testing done so we know that so we can find out what she's allergic to and made the appointment. I mean, it probably took, you know, two or three months because it's a specialist. So yeah. made the appointment, wrote it on my calendar, knew it was coming up um, and completely missed the appointment. Like, oh, yeah, <laughs> I didn't even have anything put on that day. Like it I happened. just didn't show up. And actually, so the appointment was on a Friday. And on a Sunday night, I'd found the papers, um, the registration and everything. And in the papers, it said, if you miss the first appointment, um, you'll most likely have to go to Denver for any future appointments because we basically, we don't want to see you because the appointments are an hour and a half long with a doctor. Wow. Like they have to block out a big chunk of time to do the allergy testing. And so I felt so stupid. I felt so bad because my daughter really needs this appointment. Um, and so and it was on the calendar, right? On the calendar and everything. <laughs> and I missed it. And there's so many things you can do in this, you know, situation. You can talk, you know, down to yourself, those little voices that are, oh, you're so dumb, you're so disorganized, you know, you have so much going on, you can't even keep, you know, an appointment straight. Or what I ended up doing was I, you know, my I talked to my husband about it and said, you know, I missed this appointment and he was nice about it. And I just said, I have no idea, like, why I missed this appointment? So what we decided to do is in the morning, I ended up, the second they opened, I ended up bringing them Einstein's bagels. And I wrote an apology note to the physician there because I really felt so bad. And so that, that night I had written the note out and just said, like, I'm so sorry. Like, you know, I just kind of explained yeah. the situation for what happened, brought the bagels there and went and talked to the receptionist in the morning. And they were really nice about it. And they're like, yeah, things happen. Like, we'll actually, you know, we'll let you get, we'll let you reschedule and everything. And we were able to reschedule the appointment and, and it, forgiving yourself and just kind of moving on and accepting what happened. Like, yes, I missed the appointment. That was a big bummer. But then being done with the negative talk and the down talk to yourself and moving on, like, what can you do right? Oh, what can you do to, you know, change what had happened and that's why for me writing an apology note because I really did feel bad it was necessary for me to kind of move on and then we were yeah. able to make the appointment which she actually has this Friday coming up now because they had a cancellation so it wasn't a big deal we were able to you know 
um, get the appointment and move on. And I think that that's so um, key to under, uh, recognizing when we do something wrong in our lives is recognizing we did something wrong and figuring out how to fix it and what can we do and then moving on and not dwelling you know, on that yeah. negativity uh, around it. So. That's great. And also just, you made amends. It was like, okay, we're sorry. We didn't mean to do this. It wasn't intentional. And that's yeah. usually what happens with people. Most people don't go around intentionally hurting someone else or missing their appointment or messing things up, but we just are human. So I think that's our oops moment for today. Christina just shared it early. Oh, I have another <laughs> oops moment ready. Oh, you do? I love yeah, it. Yeah. Okay. So double oops moment on this episode. Woohoo! All right. I love it. So those opinions that you have of yourself are huge in gauging how your life's going to go. If you stay in that space of I'm stupid, I failed, I'm dumb. Why did I do this? And you rack yourself over and over, wreck your brain, um, you know, wreck your value. <laughs> it's it's going to affect you and it's going to affect your results and your outcomes in your life. And so staying in that hurt, frustrated, um, ripping on yourself state is not going to help you have more successes in the future. And I think people don't necessarily understand what's going on sometimes when this is going on. And I think it's awesome that you figured it out, Christine, and said, okay, what can I do? How can I fix it? Um, and so, and that's the other thing, kindness, when someone forgets, you know, like your husband, Cole was kind to you and was like, okay, you know, we can figure this out. And then being compassionate and kind to yourself where it's like, okay, I made the mistake, but what can I do to fix it? Or look at that instead of why did I do this? But what can I do now? Looking at a more productive question instead of a hurtful question. Um, so when we let someone down or we have a failure, we need to not let that define us and it will not define us unless we accept whatever someone's sending out at us or whatever we're sending out at ourselves that's negative and we allow it in. And this actually, this whole principle reminds me of Eleanor Roosevelt and she has a really cool quote that that's kind of tossed around a lot. And it's that, um, here it is. One person may try to make a second person feel inferior, but it is, but this second person can resist and simply refuse to feel inferior. And from this, this was her real quote. People say this other one that's no one can make you feel inferior without your consent. So that's kind of just summarized a little more concisely. No one can make you feel inferior without your consent. And this actually came up when Eleanor Roosevelt, her husband was the president, and um, the Secretary of Labor in the Roosevelt administration was invited to give a speech at the University of California in Berkeley. And it was on their charter day of the schools. So it was a big deal. And Eleanor Roosevelt was customarily the host for these kinds of things. And she refused to serve as the host at this event because she did not feel that that chosen speaker, this um, secretary of labor was, should be a political figure. She didn't agree with him and his principles. And so 
the newspaper viewed her action as a rebuff and an insult. So they kind of wrote some things out there and they called it a snub, like that she had snubbed him. <laughs> and so she said, a snub defined um, is the effort of a person who feels superior to make someone else feel inferior to do so. He has to find someone who can be made to feel inferior. And so as you can see, if a person feels superior or like they're above another person and that other person tries to snub them or hurt them, they can resist or simply refuse to feel it. And so it doesn't have to be that you feel superior or inferior. That's kind of what was going on with her situation. But in our situation, we want to talk about how can we maintain our value so that we don't have to feel inferior when things come up. You know, we don't need to feel superior to other people. Everybody is created equal and everybody is important and we all have weaknesses. We all have strengths. We're all on a journey. We can respect each other and honor each other in our journeys. But we also need to look at what energy that people are sending out and what energy we want to send out. So when someone comes in and tries to snub us or hurt us or make us feel little, or when we do it ourselves, like we miss the appointment, then we need to say, what's the energy I want to send out? What is the message that I want to carry through whatever circumstance comes? So first, we have a clear vision of who we are and what we want to accomplish in life, kind of going back to number one. And then we realize that we have value to share as we move forward. And part of this is letting go of some of our childhood definitions of things like we talked about that second grade mentality of, oh, I'm fat, I'm stupid. Someone might call you gross, you know, like just all those little things that come up. But it, you're always just one decision away from a totally different reality in your life. If you value you and you set your value and you're not just floating along and coasting, but you're intentionally choosing what you want, then you are going to be able to define yourself as whatever that is. Maybe you're a builder. Maybe you are a lifelong learner. Maybe you, maybe you say I matter and what I have to say matters. Maybe you say I'm light, I'm love. Maybe you say I'm a child of God. Maybe you say that your value and you valuing yourself helps those that you love around you value themselves. And whatever your story is, you get to carry that forward and maintain it or hold firm to it even when other things come up. And so um, I love Marissa, is it Pierce, I think is her last name or Pearson. I got to look at my notes because I can't remember her last name, but Marissa, she's a quite a popular um, coach that teaches people about their mindset. And one of her biggest ones, you could even go listen to it, is the I am enough um, speech that she gives. And she just talks about how important it is to tell yourself that you're enough, that you have value. And she actually has people write on their mirror, I am enough. Um, but everything starts to shift as you recognize your self-value. And she talks about this in her little speech that she gives. It's just on YouTube, so you can find it just Marissa Pearson, I am enough. And she talks about 
how people who, you know, had everything, Hollywood stars, and they have the house and the money and the millions of dollars and all these things, they still could not be in a relationship because they always picked it apart and they were never enough and the people around them were never enough. And so they didn't value themselves and they didn't value the others around them. And so they would, you know, go through five marriages and do all these things. And she said, as soon as they put on their mirror, I am enough, things started shifting for them. Super powerful. Go listen to that if you haven't already heard it. But um, when you start to shift that, shift your mindset, recognize your value and really focus on your value and what is it that you want in life, you stop comparing with other people and you start focusing in on your own attributes, your own life and what you have to give to others. You stop being motivated by outside praise. You stop shutting yourself down when you get feedback. It's like, oh, this is just feedback. I don't have to take it personal. I can move forward and feel like I'm enough that I'm learning and that I'm growing and I don't have to beat myself up this time or any time. And I think it's super important for us to focus on these details in our mindset and our programming and to actually rewrite it for ourselves. So the first part we talked about vision, make your vision board, have in your mind what you want. But this is the second part. Have an awareness of your value. Write it down. You know, we said a few phrases, um, but define what you want. You know, we use some phrases like I am enough. We used phrases like I'm light. I am love. My influence is great. Um, I'm a child of God. I am of infinite worth. I, I take my power and use it to do good. Um, you can use whatever like resonates with you. Use your own words. If one of these resonated with you, great, put it down, but make a little paragraph about your value about how you see yourself. Also, you can put in there about how God sees you or the universe sees you. Um, and then be aware. It's not just having a wish that things would be different or when these things come up like, oh, I, you know, yeah, I'm kind of being hard on myself. But if you write it down and put it in an important spot, you can put it on your mirror, in a journal, um, you can have a folder in your computer that says mindset shifting. This is how it is for me now. I mean, just bring a lot of attention to it, but you get to write it down and you get to begin to shift today and write down that when things come up that try to make you feel inferior, what will you do? How will you hold that energy? What will be your new story? Do you want to add anything, Christina? Yeah, um, I just wanted to, I think something that goes hand in hand with this is also um, not comparing yourself to other people. I think one of the ways that we feel like we're not enough is when we look at others and see how wonderful and incredible and amazing that their life is. And yes. then we start feeling crummy about us and our life and our body and our car and all those things. So I think that when you focus on your own goals and your own achievements and don't measure up or try, and try to not measure up to other people, I think that's a huge um, takeaway of feeling enough. Because if you're just focusing on you, then, you know, you can be enough. But when you're focusing on comparing yourself to the Joneses or the other people out there, you're never going to be enough because everyone's always going to be different and everyone's always going to have different strengths than everyone else. And so yeah. when we really can focus on our strengths and on us, 
then we can truly be happy, I think. And a lot of times in those situations, you're comparing your weakness to their strength. Yeah. Which is like, okay, if we did the opposite, they would fail on certain things that you're really good at. But that's not how it works. Everybody's just different. We don't have to compare mine to yours and what you're good at and what I'm not good at and all of those things. So yeah, that's awesome to think about ditching the comparison. <laughs> so if you find yourself, you know, comparing, then you can go back to those affirmations that Liz had said earlier of I am enough or whatever things that you feel like you might need to improve in your life. I think the affirmations can really um, strengthen you up and help you change your mindset and, and help you feel better about yourself for sure. Definitely. Okay. So the challenge that we want to give you is to begin shifting today. So after you've listened, maybe you've taken a few notes and that's great. Maybe some things have really stood out to you maybe certain situations, you know, a situation with a brother or a spouse or a mother or whatever that where you feel inferior when a certain thing comes up, we want you to think of that situation. That's kind of a trigger for you. And then we want you to write down how it will be in the future, how it is today, starting today from now and then into the future. And if you don't, um, take the time to write it down, it will not be as powerful. You can think, oh yeah, those were good things. Yeah, yeah, I want to do that someday. Or yeah, I can see I need that. But if you don't stop and write it down, it will not have the same influence, the same outcome, and the same results as if you write it down and review it. That repetition will help you. And then that intention, that intentional setting the new way for yourself those two things are huge. And Christina, you were telling me um, before we started today, a little bit about a situation a while back about your mindset. Do you want to share that again about clean houses? Because us as women, we're always kind of sure, sure. like gauging our value on silly outside things like is our house clean or do our kids look nice or do they have stuff on their face or you know, are their clothes clean or, you know, just silly things like that. Is that where our value really is? No, but somehow we, we, we tend to do that. So do you want to share yours? Yeah, sure. Um, so I remember this was a few years ago, but Cole had gotten home from work, my husband Cole, and he said something to me about the house. I don't remember exactly what it was, but something about that something wasn't cleaned up or something like that. And I was furious. Like I was so mad and I had called my sister Liz and I said, I'm so mad. Like all Cole cares about is having a clean house. I remember saying that, which is not true. And just went off about how all, you know, all he cares about is having a clean house and how I never am good enough and I can't keep it clean enough. And then Liz said to me, well, actually you're the one that um, wants to have a clean house. Like, aren't you the one that enjoys, you know, when you get home and the house is clean? And I'm like, it really made me take a step back because it was true. It had nothing to do with what my husband thought about the house that day. It had everything to do with what I thought about myself and me in that moment, maybe not being organized and me being dirty at that moment. And it made me very upset that I had the belief that I was that way. Um, and so I had realized that it was actually my own thinking that, um, that had made me upset. And so I think that uh, we need to all remember, I mean, when it comes to, you know, especially your house, like it's going to get dirty sometimes, like, especially if you have kids, like 
they're going to make messes. They're going to get the Play-Doh out. It's going to get on the floor. Like it just, it happens. And um, we shouldn't compare our value of ourselves to how clean our house is because, you know, I, I don't think that's a fair uh, comparison for us. Yeah, we'll definitely lose out if we have kids in our home <laughs> and we're doing that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. I just wanted to kind of finish up this part by sharing just a couple lines from the song From Now On from The Greatest Showman. Um, as I was preparing, I just had random music playing and that song came on and the words just really hit me. And so today, as you make a promise to yourself and you rewrite how you see your value and you claim it, I wanted to give you this little message. Let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart from now on, from now on. So starting today, that's the end of it. So starting today, um, you get to promise to yourself to not hurt yourself when you feel like you've had a big mess up, to not hurt yourself when you feel like someone else's energy is trying to attack you, that you're not good enough. And you're not going to hold on to those things. You're not going to hold on to that negative energy that tries to come in. But you're going to keep yourself in a safe space where you value yourself. And so I love that. I'm going to say it one more time. Let this promise in me start like an anthem in my heart from now on, from now on. So starting today, you are enough and you do have value. And set that value today by writing it out. All right. Did you have one more oops? Yeah, this press? one's really good. I this moment when I was running yesterday and I knew I had to share it because it's that good. So um, <laughs> when our son Jackson was born uh, five years ago, he was in the NICU um, for like nine days. And I, uh, one of the times after we got home from the hospital, uh, before we brought him home, um, well, actually, let me backtrack just a little bit. So Liz and I, our dad is from Europe. And in our house, you learn to drive a standard transmission. Standard <laughs> transmissions are cool at our house. Automatic cars are not cool. We were taught as children. So, yeah. so, Big I got home. <laughs> so I got home from the hospital and I had driven our um, Subaru, which is a standard transmission, not automatic, and pulled in the driveway, got out of the car, went inside. A few minutes later, there is a boom. It's like the loudest noise <laughs> and the whole house shook. And I run outside. I'm like, what the heck was that? <laughs> and the car um, was not in park. Um, I did not put the emergency brake up. And the car had run into the house. And I through the garage, right? Didn't it come through the garage, or did it just break the door? No, I can't remember. it didn't go through the. Yeah, okay, it didn't, it didn't go through. There was no garage in that house, so it just hit. It was like a a tri level or whatever. So it had like or duplex. I don't know what it's called. It has like two levels, so it hit the lower level, and one of the beams was a little bit mm, crooked. Okay, and anyway, was. I was just sobbing. I mean, already there's a you know my babies in the hospital very you know it was a very scary time and then I run the car into the house and anyway um oh, it was one of it was one of the worst moments ever but looking back now you know it's kind of funny that you know when sometimes when we're under high stress 
um, we forget to do something as simple as putting the emergency brake on, which if you drive stick, you always put the emergency brake on anytime you park. Like I've done it every time, except for that time, I'm sure. And so anyway, um, I ended up calling the landlord and he was so nice. Oh my goodness. You guys Yay, so nice. for kindness. Yes, so great. And he came over and he fixed it. He's like, Oh, I'll just bring my sledgehammer over. And he like, literally he fixed it himself. And there was no problem there. He was really great about it. And yeah, it made me realize that, you know, even if you do something wrong, um, and it's someone else's property, they can still be kind and nice about it and everything turned out fine, but it was a big oops moment in my life. So <laughs> heard lots of oops moments for me today. Yeah. <laughs> well, and just life happens, you know, we get distracted and all the things. And so being kind to yourself when it happens and setting that intention of how to maintain your value, even when the oops moments come up, guys. <laughs> all right. Thank you so much, listeners. We hope you have an amazing week and we love you. You are valuable. Go and write your intention of how you see yourself and what your value is. Bye-bye. Are you feeling stuck in an area of life, relationships, money, organization, health, or happiness? We want to help you get the results you have always wanted and the happiness you are worthy of. And so Christina and Liz have started a movement to support you in making positive changes in your life. Arise Now is the best place to start when you are ready to get better results in life and you want positive support, effective tools, and strong motivation to make it happen. And that's why we started our movement, Arise Now. Arise Now is a month-long support group with all of this and more. In Arise Now, you will learn to make vision boards work for you. You will have the support to set and accomplish a 30-day goal, daily accountability, and enjoy a safe, supportive community to start arising and thriving now. You will receive five weekly live trainings, including learning to use valuable tools and techniques to help you start shifting your mindset from surviving to thriving. We want to help you arise now. We believe in you. We know that you have what it takes to make your dreams a reality. And now you have the support to do it. Join us for our next Arise Now movement. Click on the link in the show notes to claim your spot to Arise Now. Or go to our website and enter your email for more details at ariseandthrivelife.com.